Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to another episode of Relationships Turned On. I'm super excited to dive into this juicy topic. Is feminism killing your marriage? This is going to be a fantastic topic and it's going to be applicable to all of you. And I'd just like you to stick around so you can hear why. But before we get into that, just a quick disclaimer, this is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered mental or medical health advice of any kind. Okay. So is feminism killing your marriage? Now, it can be a little bit of a triggering triggering sensitive topic, this one. So what I would like you to do is just say an open mind, curiosity and play. There is a lot of positive things that come with the feminist movement, you know, equal rights, equal pay, aiming towards those things, right? And that is fantastic. However, there is always sometimes an extremist view or a polarizing view or just things that need to be discussed in society as things shift and change and can impact you and your relationship. And so that's what this podcast is aiming to do. It is aiming to just look through a different lens, look at what's happened throughout society and how your relationship is now and how it directly impacts what's going on for you. Okay, so the whole idea about looking at this is to empower your relationship and your life. I have seen a lot of clients actually having power struggles and this has been a part of it. And sometimes it's conscious and sometimes it's unconscious. So I think it's a very, very important to dis- topic to discuss. And I think there's been a lot of, I guess, buzz around the feminist movement. And I just want to unpack it in a way that can help you and your relationship right now. So obviously we're going to approach this topic with a lot of care and respect and obviously the title I have chosen implies a negative assumption about feminism, okay? Now, this is obviously not necessarily true for all relationships. However, I have seen it be true for quite a lot. So I'm looking to obviously look at this from a very balanced perspective and it's not to say anything is right or wrong, but it's always to bring you back to that question of what is correct for you, not to let society sweep you up in buzzwords or the coolest thing or how you think they think your life should look. It's about you and what works for you. Okay. So I'm just going to go into the main issues and different things I have seen in society. So We have had in the past modeled to us a very nuclear, often, not always, a very, you know, traditional roles in the household, right? Mum stays home, does the kids, the cooking and the cleaning, dad goes to work. Now, this is not always the case. And yes, I am generalizing and I'm generalizing for a purpose because you will see how this shifts and change and applies to you, okay? But in general, society has seen that, right? In the past, that's how it's traditionally looked, We come into today's lifestyle and today's society and we have both parents working. We have the mental load of such a fast, busy-paced life, kids doing a 1,001 sports and activities. It's just so, so different, right? Neither is right nor wrong, but it's different and it's useful to highlight how different 
and how much things have changed. And society is constantly giving us this message that we should be equal. Everything should be equal and every single one should, like every single person should be treated exactly the same. Now, sounds great in theory, right? You hear it and go, yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) It makes sense. However, I just want to bring these ideas into the front of your mind and I want you to play with them. Is treating everyone exactly the same actually equality? Because I know in the teaching sphere, it's treating every single person the same isn't equality. For example, if we have a student that's struggling, we give them extra help and extra support. And the other student who's thriving, we don't give that extra help and support, yet that's considered equality because we're helping both of those people thrive. And I would say the same is true in marriages. And I would say the same is true if we're talking about gender roles or male and female. We're talking about what do each of you need to thrive and what do you need as a team to thrive, okay? So you shouldn't be aiming for equality in your relationship. You shouldn't be aiming for this tit-for-tat situation where he does this and she does that and then he does this and she does that, right? Like, uh, and how boring. So what you should be aiming for is what do you need to succeed as a couple? What do you need to thrive as an individual? That is what you should be thriving for. And what supports do you need in place to make that happen? Same with your family. What do you need to thrive as a family? You might have one child that requires more support, that requires extra cuddles or, you know, extra assistance to help learning. There's, It's not unfair to treat them differently when that is what they've got, right? It is actually a quality to give them the extra support if they need it. So I think it's really important because I think in society we've gotten into our head that in order to be equal, we must treat each other the same. We must keep the telly card. We must keep the scorecard of I've done this, I've done that, I've worked so hard, I'm so tired, I've you know done all the dishes. Like the list is endless, right? And we get into this tit-for-tat mentality when really in reality we should be in the mindset of my relationship is where I go to give. And Tony Robbins actually has a quote around that. Your relationship should be where you go to give, not to take. So you should always be looking at and thinking of and put this on the fridge because it's so important, is what can I give today? My relationship is where I go to give, so what can I give today? Be it words, hugs, affirmation, (laughs) you know, like um, assistance, support, love, kindness, gentleness. It's not necessarily a physical gift. It could be. But there are so many ways that you can give to your partner. It could be just complete listening. It could be just 100% of your time and attention. It could be just an extra thought of packing their lunch, right? There are so many ways that you can give in your relationship, and that's essential, okay? (laughs) So males and females being treated exactly the same. Again, I just want to reiterate that it's total rubbish because our hormones are different, our physiologies are different, and our brains are different. Let's face it, women's brains is like a complex intertwined web. We can be thinking of multiple things at multiple times and thinking about, you know, all of it's coming together, usually very creatively, whereas men's brains is like boxes, right? And they can be thinking about nothing at times, right? So, they segment and compartmentalize. It is true that we are fundamentally different at our core. Neither is right nor wrong, but we both have different strengths to bring to the table. And we both maybe want different types of support. You know, some women really want 
to be heard and 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 this can be the same for men I'm, I'm just making a couple of generalizations here just for you know to explain it a little bit clearer for you some women would like to be heard and have that reflected back and that's how they feel needed and valued men often want the respect you know and the thank you for working so hard so like we have different needs and we have different requirements and that is okay. We shouldn't be going to our relationship looking for 100% equality because, I mean, honestly, if you if you are, you're keeping that scorecard and you're actively undermining your relationship, okay? So the main issues I see with the feminist movement in marriages is <laughs> we have a shifting power dynamics. So that's number one. So some argue that feminists and em- emphasis on equality can disrupt the traditional power dynamics within a marriage, leading to uncertainty and conflict as couples navigate new roles and responsibilities. And I'd argue this is 110% true. Never have we had before in relationships, both people earning so much money, both people looking after the kids or, or one of them looking after the kids, like both of you having so much stress and strain on your relationship, hence why I think we see such a huge rise in divorce, in breakups, in all of those things. And so if the shifting power dynamics occurs and there's never clear communications around it, there's never standards and expectations discussed, looked at, then this really can create a lot of tension and a lot of conflict and a lot of confusion. Like people are just, you know, you're generally fighting about things because you're just not sure, you know, you're, you're both like you're both jumping in and helping here and there. And sometimes that works great for people, but nine times out of 10, it doesn't work because things aren't clearly outlined and defined. Okay. So the shifting power dynamics is real and something that does need to be discussed and looked at in your relationship. Number two, conflicting expectations. So (laughs) in this great big pursuit of gender equality, it may lead to conflicting expectations within the marriage. And this can create so much tension and so many arguments. You need to sit down and have a conversation around what are your expectations of one another? What are your standards within your marriage and your family? What do you want to see different? What do you want to see the same? Like what's working well, what's not working well? What do you expect the other person to do? How do you expect the other person to show up? Okay, these are important conversations. And with the shift in relationships, way back when, we have this past conditioning where we've seen traditional roles. And so we're trying to operate out of this new dynamic, which is often both people working, which is great. However, the expectations underlying are still the same because that's how my mum and dad did it. That's how his mum and dad did it and so on and so forth, right? But we haven't renegotiated that. We haven't looked at that. We haven't figured out how that actually practically works and does it work for your family? Big, big, big point. Is it working for your family? What could change if something needed to change to work better? Okay. Because... Those unconscious expectations are often there, yeah? Oh, there's no dinner cooked. Oh, the house is a mess. Like they're all there and someone has to do them, but we're annoyed and cranky with each one another because we expect the other to have done it, yeah? And you can be on one side of the fence in the feminist movement saying, well, you know, it's not just a woman's job. You know, you should stand up. Or the other side of the fence of, well, that's what my mom and dad did. They, She always had the dinner on the table, whatever. 
Okay. And these sound like silly things to be discussing today, but I promise you it's not. I promise you it's very raw and real. And a lot of couples have these conversations in front of me. Okay. So challenging societal norms is the next thing that I see. So again, it's that challenging the traditional gender roles. And I think we've already touched on that one. So I'll leave that one for now. So the next part about that, though, that I really want to talk about is being careful with the information you take in. So media, whether it's the news, whether it's social media, distorts, can I say it again? Distorts the truth and how you can really make a healthy, happy relationship. So often you'll get 98% of the truth, which is why it'll seem true and real, but they'll distort the other 2%, for example which means you really need to be extra aware of how feminism and the lens in which you put it through actually is affecting your relationship, both consciously and unconsciously. What type of media you're taking in, how is that influencing your standards and your expectation of your relationship? My big suggestion is go back to yourself. Go back to you. Go back to your partner. What is it you want? What is it you need and your partner needs to create a happy, thriving household? Forget societal stuff. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? There's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just how you wish to do it. Okay. So the work-life balance. Obviously, you know, feminism supports empowerment in the workplace and there can be a real tricky balance when you've got family and both of you are working. The biggest things I see is no white space in the calendar at all for both people, for the kids, no downtime, no connecting in time. Now, what I mean by that is spending one-on-one time talking about your lives, interacting, discussing what you're thinking, what you're feeling, the logistics, all of the things. And Jordan Peterson has an amazing quote, and he literally says, couples need 90 minutes a week of connecting. So not Netflix, not scrolling the internet next to each other, but actual connecting, talking, and discussing your life. 90 minutes just to maintain baseline connection. We're not talking about even thriving at this point. We're just talking about baseline connecting, okay? 90 minutes a week. Now, I think I've already touched on this, but just for completeness sake, disrupted gender roles. So again, this is a major thing where... We don't have that in place now. So we need to renegotiate expectations. We need to adapt to the new roles and this can create strain. There's no doubt about it. So this isn't necessarily to do because like I said, our unconscious past programming will inevitably come through no matter how amazing you are uh, inputting these new feminist things or inputting just whatever, you know, the new way of life you wish to have, past stuff comes up. And so it's just be key to be aware of. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to do anything with it, but you have to be aware of how it affects the lens you look through and the thoughts that you're thinking. So the last one is misinterpretation and extremism. So like any movement, there can be a lot of extremism. And, you know, I think if that's the place where you're at with it, you know, where you could no longer have the car door open to you because you're a feminist, I think that really, you know, that needs to be examined and think why, you know, because realistically that's chivalry, that's kindness. Who doesn't want kindness? So that's something to really look at and examine within yourself. 
Now, I would love to know, has this been an interesting, useful conversation for you? If it has, please like, comment and subscribe below. I cannot wait to hear from you. Really, I want you just to take this main thing from the podcast. One, be aware and create awareness around what information you're taking in. And is it really true? And is it distorting your relationship? Two, what do you and your partner really want? Forgetting about societal norms. What is it that you want? What is it that makes your house happy and healthy? Take those, put them in place, have the conversations, renegotiate standards and expectations if you need to. I cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening.